Um, what is it that tells people, you know what, we missed one Sunday, it's no big deal. Well, we missed two. Eh, it's been a month. Eh, it's been a year. And then it's been years uh, since you've gone to Mass or years since you've gone to confession, etc. Right. I think that that's... Yes. If, if, I, if, if So we're on the same page, I think that that's what we want to we wanna talk about. I'm sitting across Father Joe, a Catholic priest. Yeah, and I'm sitting across Oscar, a Catholic layman, husband, slash father. Awesome. So, well, we're we're starting. I first want to ask you, how was your vacation? Oh, it was really good. I did a whole lot of nothing. It was great. A friend, my the buddy of mine that I was staying with, uh, he kept asking me like, "Hey, what do you want to do? What do you want to do?" I was up in Chicago, and there's like, he's like, "You know, the world is your oyster," and I'm like, "I want to sleep in. Uh, I want to drink coffee." Um, yeah. Is he a priest? Yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it was good. It was. So very, was, it was he restful. on vacation or no? No, he was. Well, he kind of was. He's moving to another church. He's moving churches, and so he's kind of like done at his church, and he's just kind of in the moving phase right now. So he didn't have a lot of like official work stuff going on. He had a couple of things, but not much. Um, yeah, it was it was nice. You know how usually when you go to vacation, you come back and you're even more exhausted than you were. Yeah. This was not the case. This time, I really you feel. feel yeah, I feel. Oh know. yeah, how how was traveling? Like with the whole pandemic, do you feel like it's pandemic traveling or yeah, it's normal. in the airport. Everyone's required to do it uh, to require required to wear masks up, at least up in Chicago. Rarely did you see people wearing masks. I would say like it's like only 10% of people, if that were wearing masks. So no, about maybe that's yeah, about 10%, something like that. I'm, I'm not too familiar with how many airports they have, but there's like one major airport. Is that where you... They flew. I flew into O'Hare. They okay. also have Midway and a bunch of little regional airports, but O'Hare is is the busiest. I think it's the busiest uh, airport in in the U.S. Yeah. So like two years ago, I went up for they they get all the the store directors for work, mm -hmm. and they we go to Minneapolis. But I, I actually landed in Chicago connected, uh -huh. and it was kind of cool because it was like the Home Alone like scene was there where they're running. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's oh, okay. Yeah. So it's yeah, kind of I mean, cool. like, it's, yeah, because, oh, because, yeah, because uh, Home Alone is, yeah, they, he I lives the in Chicago. Part, yeah. He's in Chicago, yeah. You can actually drive up to the to the Home Alone, oh. to Kevin Kevin McAllister's, uh, yeah. the house in the movie. So that's kind of cool, but um, no, I was just interested because we haven't traveled. We're thinking of travel. We're going to drive, though, and we'll probably stay in the state. Like, I'm not driving out of town, but yeah. I was wondering how that went for you. Yeah, things and, are getting better. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so from the last time we met, right, so... I've been uh, reading and kind of like just diving into getting just more familiar, I guess that's a word, or yeah, educating myself a bit more on like my own like Catholic faith and and so today's episode, right? When we we're when I when I texted you that that you're like, what are we talking about tomorrow? I I wanted to get your thoughts and that's why i put in your opinion but like not like both of our opinions as you said like like kind of like what's happening like why are may people be the word i guess drifting away right from church and everything we're doing give it that pandemic also like kept us away from like actually going to a church and attending mass right but now that's coming back and hopefully like well i was at saint patrick's this past weekend and i saw more people and they were attending mass and that was kind of cool. But um, I guess in the big scope of things, I see a disconnect, like at least in my life, where um, early adult, like life before I got married, like disconnected. And then um, I kind of just want to get your thoughts on like what might be happening in your opinion. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. like what I'm seeing. And I love that you said, what are we seeing? Because I think it's super important. Like, uh, I can't speak for a lot of people, but I could speak for myself and maybe the people I interact with yeah. daily. But what did you think when you first read the the text? Well, the reason why I said it's not about what I think. Um, my opinion is is worth you know a penny or something. 
Um, but I, my, I guess my resistance to that is that is that me being a priest does not make me the voice of the church, um, because all of us are the voice of the church. Uh, a lay person like yourself is an equally necessary, vibrant expression of who the church is. The church is not institutions. The church is not only uh, her hierarchy of bishops, priests, and deacons. Uh, technically, lay people are part of the hierarchy. So if you're, you're going to say hierarchy, hierarchy, sure, but you're part of the hierarchy too. Um, and so that's important. You're, you're, you're asking, essentially, if I understand your question is, is basically, why do people drift away, right? What is it that the church is maybe not doing? What is the church doing that's making people drift away? And I, I, I mean, we could spend hundreds of episodes yeah. uh, talking about this hundreds upon hundreds and thousands and and people do i mean there's i'm sure you can find plenty of other podcasts that are asking the same question so to maybe kind of narrow the scope a little bit to kind of get a little bit more concrete i would say we should make a distinction right you're saying you're asking is why do people drift away right so drift implies um you know, you know like on on a river or on a lake or something where you're just like not paddling away uh the current itself is kind of just like taking you off away from the shore or closer to something else um as opposed to someone that's actively rowing away right there are pl there are people that actively choose to leave the church right because a priest or a deacon or somebody said or did something that they found offensive that they found contrary to what the church professes and they said, you know, Mola hipócritas, what a bunch of yeah. hypocrites, I'm out, and they actively choose to walk away. I think that's a totally different um, conversation and issue. Maybe for us today is just to talk about the people that maybe unconsciously um, just kind of begin to, you know, if, if they were very practicing Catholics, at least went to Mass every Sunday, um, what is it that tells people, you know what, we missed one Sunday, it's no big deal. Well, we missed two. Eh, it's been a month. Eh, it's been a year. And then it's been years uh, since you've gone to Mass or years since you've gone to confession, etc. Right? I think that that's... Yes. If, if, I, if, if So we're on the same page. I think that that's what we want to we talk about. Um, and I, can, I guess I'll begin by saying, like, I myself... I found I found myself drifting away. I mean, I, I grew up Catholic. I was I, I went to uh, mass every day when I was every Sunday when I was a kid. My family took us. Uh, my family took me, and, and we went as a family. Um, and it was in when I graduated high school. Went off to Texas A and M in College Station for a year. Um, and I think in that entire year that I was there, I went to mass maybe twice. Um, I went to non-denominational Christian churches like two or three times at the invitation of friends and classmates. Um, and so in a year, I think I spent five Sundays at some place of worship, right? Was I actively choosing to walk away from the church? No. If you had asked me back then, are you Catholic? I would have said definitely. Um, but there was this at least for me, it was like, hey, I'm free, right? Mom and dad aren't forcing me to go anymore. They're, it's not ex they're, It's not the whole family's walking away. They're all walking out on Sunday. So I didn't have to do that. And so it was nice to be able to, oh, I get to sleep in now. I don't have to do any. I can, I, late, Sunday can be a lazy day for me. And so in my youth, in my rebellion, um, that was an easy um, thing for me to just kind of allow myself to be enveloped by. I think that that's a pretty common experience, right? Yeah. Was, so for me, and now Phil, um, I guess my story until I um, also grew up Catholic. I remember my mom and she still does it, celebrates La Virgen de Guadalupe, does a, a big posada every November, December. But I remember that since like growing up. So I remember the Levantan al Niño and mm -hmm. um, doing that on the, sorry, Acuestan al Niño on the 24th and then like early in the year lo levantan and, mm -hmm. and actually seeing all that. And for me, it was also not conscious and the drifting away that happened between probably like teenage years and then like into my 20s and then work happened and school happened. But I am like, 
I guess even I was drifting further out than you because like I wasn't like going to mass unless it was like a baptism or um, someone. Yeah, someone's getting baptized. Someone's doing a Holy Communion or someone's getting married. And that's I'm sure there's a lot of stories out there like that. Um, but what caused me to drift away is what I'm trying to figure out. And over the last like couple of weeks, trying to like what what did what didn't catch my attention i think that's what's going on or like could my mom have done like something, something different. different you talked about like uh your parents not being there in uh, college station to tell you hey go to mass like and i and i, I kind of wrote the note down like is is that the case that maybe there's someone not like like kind of like behind you especially in the because we got teachers and we you don't show up to school you're probably gonna fail lose your money that's it and not showing up for church or mass like we don't see the repercussions immediately like you feel them later in life when you're like trying to find answers and and we'll get to that right like of like maybe what keeps at least me like i'm trying to uh stay close and and how i do that but but i i, I think you don't feel them immediately like it's just you'll feel them in church you'll feel them if you don't show up for work you're gonna get fired you don't pay things on time. Um, you're probably either a collector or you're going to lose the stuff. But like in church, there's no, at least for my experience, I don't remember like uh, feeling that pressure, you know, that like uh, and that might cause people to drift away. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, my, to go back to that analogy that we had of, of um, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get closer to the <laughs> mic. <laughs> um, I. So going back to our analogy of, of you know, drifting off on, on the middle of a lake, right? Let's imagine yourself on a, on a little raft or a little inner tube and you're on the middle of a lake. You're not actively, to drift does not mean to actively um, paddle away or kick away from from the shore to the middle of the lake, for so to speak, uh, to say. Um, it would be something that happens, again, unconsciously, right? So it's you drift when you're either two reasons one because that's what your intention is right i'm just kind of lazy I, i'm just kind of lounging out and i'm gonna let it i'm gonna let whatever happens happens and so if i end up in the middle of the lake so be it or two uh is because i wasn't paying attention right because i was distracted because maybe i was just kind of like uh focusing on the the, the the clouds right maybe i'm trying to look at uh you know what kind of shapes are being formed by the clouds doing that thing uh, and so that happens. And I, I suspect that the same thing happens when it comes to people drifting away from the church is that um, either uh, there was a conscious decision to kind of say, you know what, it's, it's not that important to me um, where I end up. And so I can drift away from things and it's no big deal. Um, and that I think that happens when when we don't realize what we're drifting away from. Right. So that's a big issue is do we realize uh, is there a value placed on. Uh, that connection. I saw you as you write, right as you were. I said value right as you were yeah. writing it down. Um, so is it a, is it a conscious thing or is it an unconscious thing where we're we're simply distracted? And I think that was what it was for me um, over at, at school when I went to, to college. I don't think that I was there was ever a moment where I, I just religion and faith just didn't have a significant enough value in it for myself, right? I didn't realize what I was drifting away from because I never, looking back, I never embraced it enough. Um, and then secondly, I was it, because it doesn't have a great value, what difference does it make if I'm here or if I'm a little bit further away from it? It didn't, it didn't seem to make any, uh, any significant changes. And then go back to what you're saying is like, there's no, you don't see any consequences to this drifting away at all, because if you were drifting away on a lake and you knew that the middle of the lake had a sea monster in it, um, well, then you're not going to allow yourself to drift into the middle of the lake, right? You're going to be alert and you're going to realize, hey, I'm getting a little far from the shore. Let me paddle back. So the same thing, if you don't realize what happens, the sea monster that awaits you when you allow yourself to drift away, um, then because you're not seeing immediate returns on this on this connection to the shoreline, then it's 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 in you become indifferent to it yeah no that's a really good analogy because i was also thinking if you drift away then there might be like a little waterfall and like you don't see those because you're distracted and i love it like 
how you share you're seeing what maybe shapes the clouds are taking or you're distracted by i've I've heard in different like i guess the way it's discussed but like shiny object like syndrome they call it like (laughs) there's a shiny object and you're just like going and maybe at least for me it was um sports where like like something i would tune in on sundays like football soccer soccer mainly like growing up and um in a way i kind of knew every player's name and and i knew like the the record like for the season but like can you ask me about a saint like at that age like right did i know what what they were strong at or what you know, yeah like I, and I didn't so I, I i get the whole value thing and that good because i didn't i didn't know we were gonna go like with the value but that's true like I, I don't think if people don't see value in it then um people might not invest the time so i, I kind of i think of working out right now like if you see the value in working out, not a lot of us even seeing the value that working out and eating healthy, like you're going to get in, into good shape and maybe live a longer life. You know the value, but we still don't do it. So like right now, what I guess, how do you think the church um, can, I guess, get younger people, if not even parents, like I think of me with Bella, like to that at that value so that they see that value in the midst of all the like all the noise and all the social media and TikTok and like all this stuff that's going on, and I think that's where, where I guess I, w- I would want to spend some time in. Like, what is the church? What what are you experiencing? What is the church doing now or like right now to give even perceive value, right? Because everyone will see it like different. Yeah, I think this is where I was telling you that I'm going to feel attacked by this, right? Uh, not attacked by you um and maybe that's not the right word maybe it's just i feel a sense of dread um realizing that that the church maybe isn't doing enough you know but here's the thing uh you you, you know mentioned uh the noise and 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 tiktok and and, and all this other stuff that surrounds us in our culture and the church has expressed in several in several moments of, of, of recent history that there is a need for this new evangelization, this new uh, using new media, using uh, different tools and expressing ourselves in new ways so that it can relate to people of, of today. And I, I think there's a there's there's something huge and significant about that. And that's definitely true. Um, and, and not that the church has missed, I, I'm not pointing out anything that the church has missed, but if we focus only on the new media and the new means of way of evangelizing, we lose sight of what we're actually evangelizing with, right? Evangelization means to share the good, the, the good news, right? To share the gospel. And, but that's the important part. It's the gospel. It's not the medium. It's not the way that you're going to present it. It's not apps. It's not TikToks. It's not. It's not YouTube videos. It's not even this podcast. Mm. Um, it's the gospel. That that that's the essence of who we are, and that's the essence of what we want to proclaim to the world. Because earlier you said, "What is it that the church? Why was it that the church wasn't? Um, what didn't it do? What didn't it um, have?" that didn't let me kind of, um, uh, you know, feel it. And, and, and why wasn't it, why didn't it possess me? Why didn't it uh, enrapture in, in me? Why wasn't it able to, to uh, grab my attention that I was able, that I, that I began to kind of be distracted and begin to drift away? Um, and the answer is always going to be, it didn't present the gospel. Um, because the gospel itself is always going to be compelling when it's authentically proclaimed, right? Um, and I think that that's what, again, I'm not, I don't think I'm saying anything new, and I'm sure that this has been expressed in much more eloquent ways by plenty of much smarter people than I, than me, than I. See, I'm not that smart. Um, but people have expressed it, right, that, 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 that Christ himself who is the gospel incarnate, right? That's who we're proclaiming, Christ Jesus crucified and risen from the dead, uh, who wills our salvation. Um, that that is who we need to present, right? That is who needs to be what draws people's attention. That has to, He has to be the one that, um, that inspires us and moves us and says... And, and so 
it, uh, again, to go back to this, maybe I'm beating this horse to death, but uh, this dead horse uh, even more to death, whatever. Again, not very smart. Uh, but maybe like if, if I was on that lake and I'm on an inner tube, but I see the person of Jesus Christ on the shore and he is compelling and he is somebody that draws my attention and, and is able to keep my gaze because I see him for who he is because he sees me for who I am, then there is no way I'm going to drift away. Then I am solidly anchored. Um, and there might be moments where I, you know, feel something in the water and it makes me like kind of look back and maybe that's a distraction. Maybe there's a, a slight drifting away. But if I have my eyes fixed on who that is and that's Christ and that's on the shoreline and that's part of the church, if, if the church is the shore, then, then there's no drifting. Then I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going to drift. But the drifting happens when we lose sight of Christ, right? Uh, recently, there's somebody... <laughs> Somebody, I was having a conversation with some people and, um, and it was somebody that I knew very well and who knows me very well. And there was someone who doesn't was, I was barely getting to know. And that person that I was barely getting to know says, I, you know, I think I may have asked them like, so where do you go to, where do you go to church? Um, and, and they said, oh, well, I just kind of hop around. Sometimes I go over here, sometimes go over there. Right. And the other person, the one that knows me well, they were like, ooh, that's the wrong answer. That's the wrong answer in front of Joe. You don't say that. You don't say that kind of stuff in front of Father Joe because uh, that kind of <laughs> stuff just just kills him. And it does, right? It, it, it drives me insane when people... You told me. When people are, yeah. are, are, are church hoppers, right? Um, there's 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 a necess necessity for it sometimes right um when when your schedule doesn't allow you to kind of be consistent that's right but we really need a a, a place to call home a, a parish community that that we embrace and that is embracing us because that's what that's what we're called for right i mean your family is is a unit right you don't say like well, sometimes I'm like with this family, but then I hang out with that other family because, you know, it's more convenient. No, it's this is your family. This is who you're anchored to. Um, but it, if, if we don't have that connection to the parish, to the community that we belong to, um, then we're not seeing the fullness mm -hmm. of who Christ is. And we're only looking for uh, the part of Jesus that I like. Right. If I like the part of Jesus where he tells me that he loves me. And so I'm going to keep going to different churches where he tells me he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. And that's why I'm church hopping because I get a really cute message over here and I feel yeah. really, you know, I feel uh, butterflies in my tummy. Yeah. And then I go over here because he makes me feel really good. And then, But Christ, who does love you, also wills for you to be confront, to confront the sins in your life. He also wills that you correct certain things. He also wills that not only that you feel loved by him, but that you express that love to people around you, right? And so there's all these different facets of who Christ is. And if we're only focused on the one aspect of who he is, then we don't get to know him. Then we don't recognize him standing on the shoreline because if, again, to kind of, re <laughs> I'm really taking this metaphor maybe way too far. But if, if the part of Jesus that I like is his nose, <laughs> again, this yep. is ridiculous, right? But if Jesus, if my favorite part of Jesus is his nose, but he's facing that way and he's almost, he's still on the shoreline, but if he's facing that way and I don't, I can't see his nose, then I'm like, no, nah, I don't care anymore. And then I can, I'm going to drift away, right? So I need to get to know who Jesus is all the way around, right? Again, this is analogy. This is just yeah, metaphor, yeah. right? This is just metaphor. But I need to know who Christ is in all that he is, in all of his glory, so that I can recognize him, so that I can keep my gaze, so that I can keep my focus, so that I don't start drifting away. Yeah, and um, I don't want to interrupt you, but with the church, uh, how you said um, focus on preaching the gospel, right? And I had this thought, I remember um, reading, if people are familiar with this, there's a lot of self-help books. I'm just going to reference it, not because I think they should go read it, because I'm about to share a thought on it, which is Tony Robbins. He has a book, Awaken the Giant. Tony Robbins is um, self-help. Um, if you guys want to get familiar with that. Life coach, like, guru yeah, kind of thing. Google, yeah, Netflix, I'm not your guru. Mm -hmm. There's like a um, a documentary, but... um. So when I, when I was reading Tony Robbins, I remember he was quoting the gospel, but quoting. And so that's what led me back to starting to read the Bible. And I read the gospels like this couple of years ago that I, as an adult, I wanted to like understand them and 
started reading them and I started having this thought of every time I saw a self-help book, I would say, oh, Jesus said that already. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and almost like as a Catholic, I was kind of like, uh, I, I love sharing that like with my friends and in the sense of like, dude, like Jesus said that already, like, this is like watered. Uh, how would I say it's like recycled mm. wisdom? Like yeah. it's right. Or, yeah. or watered down or, or yeah. 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 And that's, and that's very true. What you were saying, like, yeah, preaching the gospel and like maybe the church getting away from that. And then, uh, with the analogy of like, um, if we see Jesus at the shore, the church, and he's standing there and he's, you know, um, or at least we're allowing, uh, Jesus to share like who he is and we get to know him and we would like want to go back to that shore and, and go there. I think the church sometimes, uh, and the same analogy we're using, which is like, they, they'll get on a tube and they'll be next to us in this drifting away. And even the church might drift away from it from its from its own like identity right like like when i when you talk about tiktok and like um and not only tiktok even for like um these self-help things like the message gets yeah it might join you where you're at and you're like drifting away drifting away but but nothing gets back to to actually hearing one the preaching of the gospel and like so my question is um how can we do that how can we like how can i do that better right like um where i turn people um to the actual gospel and the teachings and because i think yeah joining on social media and like the podcast how you said like it it doesn't do like what if a person actually gets to the realization like oh my god like like this was already said like everything i'm paying attention to movies that are made like i was just watching luca it's like a new disney movie like I mean, storyline written all over it. Like he, uh, they, this one character goes out uh, to a lake and they're trying to fish, right? And the fisherman like brings out a net and there's like no fish. But Luca knows the sea, knows like he's from it. And he's like, no, the thing is you need to go fish over there. Like, I mean, like has Bible like written all over it. Like go to that side, cast your net over there and like fish come out. So like it's written all over. So it's kind of like, how do I, if that's my goal, um, I guess, I I guess playing my part in, in, in turning people like uh, to pay more attention to getting back to the church. How, how can one do that? Is a question. I'm, I'm stuck on your, on your, on your Luca reference. I watched that movie last night. And I did, and I, and I didn't see what you just saw, what you just described right now about how he said, yeah, I, I, he says, well, you're fishing over like a, 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 a grave the, or something. They, they, it's, it's a haunted graveyard. The, the, the fish think that this is a haunted graveyard. I know it's not haunted, he says, but that's what they think. And that's why they avoid this area. Like he's so above, he's above the knowledge. And, he, and, 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 and this is kind of a spoiler, I guess. Or, no, you you find out pretty early on that this kid is actually a, a, a sea monster, right? And so he actually lives in the sea. So he knows the reality of the ocean, right? And that's why he's able to say this is where the fish are because he literally hangs out with fish and is a pastor, if you, if you will, um, a pastor of, 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 of those fish, um, the, the, the shepherd, it, shepherd imagery and stuff like yeah. that. I, I, you know, I, I was not watching this with a, with a Christian lens last night, apparently, because you are pointing out a bunch of stuff that I totally missed. Um, but <laughs> that's a lot to, I know. Sure. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where to go are. for this because, because, what you're saying is what you're pointing out is that Jesus is not a self-help guru. Jesus is not a life coach. He is not one of many voices that you can listen to, to give you some sort of wisdom tidbits that will help you navigate your sometimes humdrum life. That's not who Jesus is. And if that's who you think he is, and some people do think that, then he's not that compelling. Then it's like, okay, great. If I drift away from him, there'll be some other guy that can tell me, uh, something that can offer me some sort of life advice. I don't have to stick with him. There's plenty of other fish in the sea to, <laughs> um, to, to take that metaphor a little bit further. Um, so then 
who is Christ, right? Christ, as you pointed out, he is the truth, is, is what you said. He is the fullness of, of, of what is, um, in, in, in philosophical ter terms, uh, uh, God's essence is his existence, right? So God is the I am who am, right? And to take the mm -hmm. biblical reference, um, G God is, is reality, right? Um, and, and so we have to understand, and when people drift away from the church, it's because they don't understand that everything, absolutely everything, is tied directly to who God is, is tied directly to who Jesus is. And, and how do we access him is through his church, right? Um, and that's why they drift away, because they, they, they don't realize, again, there, there isn't the sense of value. There's no connection to it. There's no realization that that this is the end all be all of, of all existence and and drifting away is not just eh, well it happened it's to totally lose who you are and to lo to to be utterly lost in 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 the sea yeah the church it, it, we're, we're playing around with this analogy of, of of drifting away um as if jesus is, is on the shore because we're trying to stay close to him when in reality, the church generally or typically actually uses the in inverted metaphor. It's, it's actually the other way around, is that the church is actually the ship um, and the world is this vast, endless sea. And so salvation is to be found by being in the church, in the boat, in the ship, um, because Christ is in the ship. And you can think of the moments in the scriptures where Jesus is on a boat with his disciples and there's a storm and they and they're I he's asleep and yeah. they're like why are you, how can you be sleeping and he's like why are you freaking out i'm like it's fine and then he calms the sea that, right? that was actually this this past weekend mm -hmm. and so like so there's this um there that, that's the that's the normal metaphor that we use for the church is that the church is actually the boat and so we don't so then our when people drift away from the from from the church it isn't that they got in a boat and began to drift away. It's actually that they get off the main ship yeah. and they've thrown themselves into the water and are being drifted away. And so because if we stay only with that first analogy that we had of being on a little inner tube, well, then we could think, oh, que padre, but it's like yeah. I'm on the Guadalupe River and we're just kind of having <laughs> fun with a, with a little beer in my hand. And, and you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and so then it becomes fun. It's like, oh, great. It's a little adventure. But no. The church uses the metaphor actually that that the church is is the ship, and and drifting away is actually you've you've fallen Jump. overboard. You've fallen overboard because you were paying attention. Maybe you were just kind of, uh, um, you know, stargazing at the side of the ship, um, and you lost sight that what you were immersed in, what you were inside of the church, was actually what was bringing you uh, was bringing about salvation in you. And so because of your law, uh, uh, gazing and stuff like that, you've fallen overboard. And you haven't even realized that you're drifting and drifting further away from the ship. Um, and you seem to be fine with it because you think it's no big deal because maybe you haven't realized the dangers that are found to be found in those waters. Yeah, when you jump off. I also think, um, uh, say, where someone may not know entirely what's going on and they're going like, uh, we're raised Catholic, you're going through... You know the motions and and you might not understand the full value of everything that's going on so i think one thing that like at least for me um is in in attending mass or or any type of reading that i'm i'm jumping into like i realize that i need to like level up if i can if i if i use that right now it's like the church actually does like ask like get more informed get at least from me and i think that's what keeps me um engaged right now because i i want to learn more uh, about it so when when you jump off the ship sometimes it's just because it's might be tough like being around like um uh, something you don't understand maybe others speaking different things and you might not entirely get everything that's going on and and um and we might jump off and, and and start drifting away to something easier something like 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 sports and like like or just the the whole get rich work life type of deal the social media things like it's youtube like it, you drift away to it's easier mm -hmm. it's like it's, it's not challenging 
And so, um, uh, I, I think, and I'm glad you took the metaphor there because that's true. We were, we, we were talking about like land and like stay, staying close. Yeah. I, I guess today's theme for me in my head is to just beat a dead horse. Um, because I want to take, I want to keep but, but dwelling on this. But, but no, I, no, here, but he, hear me out. Like, I, cause I want to dwell on this metaphor way longer than I should maybe. <laughs> um, because so at the beginning of the podcast we decided that we're talking about people that drift away we're not talking about people that actively choose to walk away so um so someone that that walks away chooses to walk away is somebody that is in the ship sees maybe a piece of driftwood or the door from the titanic and says you know what inside this church inside this church inside this boat there's a bunch of people that i really can't stand i can't stand the captain aka the pope i guess i don't know um i can't stand having to live with people um it's uncomfortable here there's rules Um, they meet up at certain times of the day i have to yeah i have to there's all these there's all these things that i have to do um and there's a law and there's an order to the ship that i sometimes don't like and so now you know what there's a piece of driftwood passing by that's good enough for me i'm gonna jump to that piece of driftwood Again, I don't know why in my head I'm thinking of the door on the Titanic that could have had more people on it, but whatever, Rose. Um, yeah. So I jump yeah. off the ship and land on there, and I and I think that that's what's going to give me salvation, right? And I'm going to be able to drift sufficiently in that for, for a good amount of time maybe, right? But that is not a way to live, right? And that's not going to bring me to salvation. There is a sh- there If there is a storm that happens, that is not going to cut it for me, right? A ship will, right? There's still the possibilities of shipwrecks, but we'll, we can talk about that later. Um, that's all metaphors break down at some point, right? But um, but then the person that drifts away is the person that has fallen overboard and hasn't even realized it, or maybe was on the ship, got into one of the little lifeboats that it has, and thought, well, this is part of the ship; it's no big deal, right? And then I'm still in it; I'm not part of the whole ship. I've gotten a little section of it, a little sliver of it. And then I'm in that little lifeboat. And at some point, it maybe gets severed from the rest of the full ship. And now I'm on this little raft, this little life raft that you think, well, this is part of the church. And technically speaking, it is. It is a part of the church. It's when it's connected at to it. At the beginning. When it's connected yeah. to it. Yeah, it's fan- fantastic. It's part of that life-giving, salvi- salvific uh, ship that is the church. But if we sever it from the rest of it, if I say, look, I'm Catholic, um, and every time there's a baptism, and when I have my kids, I'm going to have them baptized, I'm going to send them to CCD, and they're going to get their sacraments. But that's the part that I like, right? That's the part that I'm okay with. I'm not a fan of the rest of it. Um, this is me, and I'm going to get in this little lifeboat, right? Um, and again, the sacraments and all those, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to reduce the sacraments to a little lifeboat on the side of the, of the, the, the ship that is the church, but it, it, when it's attached to the rest, yeah, it's great. It's salvific. But when I just exclusively want that, if I get in that little boat and I say, okay, that's it. And then I saw off whatever's holding off, whatever rope is attached to the rest of the ship. Then again, if there's a storm, that little lifeboat isn't meant to be yeah. um, the one that's going to save me, right? That's supposed to be in the event of a shipwreck, right? Um, and I think that that's what happens again to people that drift is they've gotten into this little un- subconsciously, un- unconsciously, they've gotten into a little lifeboat, so to speak. And they think, well, I'm still part of the church. It's no big deal. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the rest of it. I don't really care. I'm indifferent as long as I'm part of this little part. And then that's where maybe they end up drifting. Uh, have I, have I beat a dead horse enough? <laughs> no. Well, one, I, I think metaphors and then like analogies and all that help like just paint a picture so i really like it i don't think i think it's the episode right and we're talking about it but i think that was um no it was a good analogy it made a lot of sense and and i like how it got into um becoming a ship and how we are attached and sometimes we feel that what we're doing is connected and and then you you're not consciously aware of everything that's going on and it just stops going and i mean that that can happen Okay, so let's take a break from that and uh, let's do our random question of the day and then we'll go back to our, our conversation. But here's a question that I think is, is really interesting and, and you're a dad, so I'm really curious to see what you say to this. 
Uh, it says, if you could instill one piece of advice in a baby's mind, what would you give? So this would be your, your um, essentially what you think is, 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 a, is a secret that is essential to, to, to life, right? You're, if you had to give a, a, a rule to live by or some sort of advice that, that kind of is gonna, that's gonna be, I think, I think it should be something that's general enough that can be applied in different uh, ways. I, I mean, do we get, do I get deep? Cause yeah, it's you one can, thing. Sure. It's one, it's, it's one thing that I would share with Bella and still when they're if born, you could, if you could in, in, inject it into her brain, <laughs> so to speak. So one thing I, I find myself telling Bella even right now at it, as an eight year old, right. Is, um, like when I'm giving her advice and, and she's either overreacting about something, um, I usually tell her like, like crying doesn't help like doing something about it helps Bella. So I know like, and she'll, she'll cry about like something like random, like we didn't buy her something. And I'm not at all, but like, like um, so I'll, add, I'll, I'll tell her basically, like, I guess know the value of things, like what is truly valuable. And I always try to paint that picture mm -hmm. for her. So if I were to instill something in a baby is, um, I guess values, like, of what really matters step back see why are you crying it's not a big deal like uh let's and i don't know but i think that'll help her in in life yeah like, and i think that that's general enough that it can be applied in, in all kinds of different things so it's like, kind of like stop uh evaluate uh you know assess and and, and then and, and then act right? yes that yeah stop evaluate and assess baby <laughs> Well, it's not just for baby things, right? No, no, no. I know, <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, but but like telling the baby, that, yes, because yeah. I, I think it's almost I, like if you could do like a like if we were computers and you could do like a, pro a programming code, like uh, that would like, be it. That would be it. Okay, I think mine would be um, to tell. I would want everyone to have in their mind and be able to tap into the idea or the notion that it is okay to ask God why, as long as you're willing to shut up and answer and listen to the answer. <laughs> Is that fair? Um, so then to, to put it in a baby, <laughs> to put it in a little baby's mind, is it's okay to ask why, as long as you shut up and, and, and listen to the answer. Yeah, because then we answer the question sometimes. Like mm -hmm. you ask why, and then you jump in, and and there's also or you people, don't like the answer, right? And there's also people that are afraid to ask why, right? I think that that to some degree, depending on the way that we were that faith was instilled in us, I think there are plenty of people that still feel like they're not allowed to question, right? That it, that everything has to be immediately like this is God's plans, ni modo, just suck it up and 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 live it, right? when i mean that's that seems like a very cruel mean god right that that doesn't that that's just imposing his will upon people and that's not who god is god is actually loves us and and, and very much is, is the one that has given us free will so it's not so i don't think that that's the appropriate um attitude to take with god i think that it's it's important that we allow ourselves to ask why is this happening so when someone dies why why did why did he have to die or why couldn't he live an extra 10 years why did he have to get cancer why did he you know all of those things that's fine if you need to ask that ask that um but then be willing to be open to stopping and then allowing god to kind of show you not in a it's not going to be like this a whisper a okay. whisper that comes on from on high but you'll know but but there but allow him to kind of show you how something that seems miserable and just all around wrong and bad, how that can be a part of something that he is doing in your life. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. So we'll get back to the conversation. I do want to ask, so if I am drifting away, what's one way of just becoming aware that I may be drifting away or, you know, cutting ties to the ship. If we're talking about like the whole metaphor we were using, uh, how can I become aware? Like, what's your experience there? Like, what, what, how do you get people to become aware of that as a priest? Like when they may come talk to you or like, well, I think that if you found, if you find yourself a little too comfortable, 
that might be a, that might be a good sign. Um, it might be a sign that you've chosen a life that is not confrontational. That is no. Does that make sense? Like, again, if someone got into like a little a little lifeboat and they were like, okay, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is the part that I like, and that's enough. And we sever our, our tie from the rest of the the rest of the ship. Um, then that person has effectively chosen the most comfortable thing in the world. So if you find yourself totally comfortable within church, if you go to mass and you never hear um, something that challenges you, that 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 makes you uh, face inward and and realize that there is sin, that there is that there is an experience of the cross, then you may have drifted away and you haven't noticed it. Right? Again, if you find yourself comfortable and you're like, yeah, I mean, I, I love my Sundays. I don't, I just sleep in and go have brunch and, and that's it. Well, you know, your life's a little comfortable because, because que padre, right? There, there's nothing there that's keeping you accountable. There's nothing there that's kind of um, sustained. But but because there's nothing that's a, that's keeping you accountable, there's also nothing there that sustains you. And so you're, maybe you've, again, you found yourself on that piece of driftwood or that piece of lifeboat that you're thinking, nah, this is enough. Yeah, so, so if you're if you're a little too comfortable, I would I would kind of assess that because because the and I'm not saying that you need to be uncomfortable always and then you always have to be miserable. That's not what I'm saying. But if the cross is inevitable, if the cross is the means of our salvation, and Jesus said, "Take up your cross and follow me," then there is going to always be something in my life that is is upsetting and is 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 that kind of irritates me and and because that's that's what the cross is like i don't know if that yeah no it does make sense because um it's it's we might drift and and be a little too comfortable and i think life it it should be challenging i think of i thought of a movie and we referenced a lot of movies but life of pi have you seen it it's the one with the with the kid on the and the and a tiger on it right yeah have you seen it I have. Okay, what do you mean? Yeah, so, so no, part of it, there's there's a a, a, a part of the the movie where he's sharing that the tiger kept him alive because he had to feed, he had to like, it was challenging even to live with that. And and so in in taking care of the tiger, um, he stayed alive. And I think sometimes the cross might not seem like overbearing, like, oh, it's a tough one, but like, there's still something there. It's either family or it's either work or it's something. And, and when we drift away from that and it's easy, um, then then definitely like you're probably walking away from something that's more valuable that I think you need to kind of turn back and look at. And then if, it, if that's church and if it's missing in your life, then uh, that would probably be the case. And I think that's more challenging how you said looking inward. Yeah, if there's nothing challenging you to become a better person daily and maybe reflecting on that like then definitely something's missing because um the times will come when when things get tough and you have to face like real pain and and loss and and if if you're not doing that actively then you're gonna be that that cross is gonna be super like overbearing like on you so yeah i mean we we've talked about drifting away we've talked about how how if there's something there that's that's if if you if you haven't figured out that that Christ is the one that's, you know that that draws our attention not in in this beautiful way and and, and is able to keep our gaze and keep a, keep us excited and emotion emotionally just kind of fulfilled, um, then then we're gonna find ourselves adrift, right? But if we realize that within this church there is this treasure. Right. If we realize that within the church, um, Christ is there, and again to kind of take on this metaphor, have you ever been onto a, a one of those like uh, like over here in, in in Corpus the the USS what is it the Lexington yeah, uh, yeah. right I, I mean here we're talking about because like this huge ship right, um, but there's all these wonders to be found right now. This is a military ship and so <laughs> i'm not saying that the church has missiles and stuff like that um but there's this there's this adventure to it to kind of discover all these beautiful nicks nooks and crannies that the, that the ship that the church has uh places where i can find things that challenge me people that challenge me things that um in, in, that uh spur on that 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 uh 
that friction that is needed for us to be polished and to be to be formed and to be groomed and stuff um i can find things that kind of inspire me within the ship within the church uh things that move me and and in, in, in ways that i never thought possible so there is also this adventure to be adventure to be had when we allow ourselves to live within the ship uh, and to discover all of its riches the, all the riches therein yeah and then talk about it and share it with others mm -hmm. like come on this adventure kind of like go check it out and i mean and, to... and, and also like hey um nice piece of driftwood uh nice door rose uh, you want to get in the ship so you can actually be saved. You know, you want to get in the ship yes. where, where, where you will find camaraderie, where you will find people like yourselves that have found themselves shipwrecked in the, in, in, in life and have discovered this, this, uh, this source of salvation. Um, or do you really want to stay on that piece of driftwood? I mean, yeah, kind of getting their attention, but, and that's kinda, a whole nother topic, now. like on, how to evangelize and like that's a whole yeah yeah <laughs> i kind of want to watch titanic now because of yeah like it's, a, it's a good movie. movie it's a good movie and it's and i i mean well there was plenty of room on that door for two yeah there was yeah anyway. but i think that's a great place to end mm -hmm. i think uh i hope it was um i guess just touching on on if if people are listening and or even for me like like the whole drifting away i just wanted to kind of like define that and kind of like what what we may be like dropping the ball on basically and i, I hope the, the conversation did some of that yeah and and, and and to kind of because i wanted i was like oh, this is gonna make me feel like as as a member of the church like i'm not doing enough um and i guess to kind of just my response to myself now would be no you're you're not there's always room for for deepening of my relationship with christ of, of me falling more in love with him and discovering new aspects of him that I can, um, that I can, can gain from and not to be, not, not that Jesus is something to be used, but, uh, but, but to experience love in a more, in a, in a more full, in a fuller way, because the more I do that for myself, the more that I am connected to him, then the more than other people can, can kind of experience that in and through me as well. Um, so yeah plenty of work for us to do yeah and let's go back to the real world and do it yeah so until next, next time <laughs>